war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you could always listen online at our website petro.com it's tuesday welcome to november it is november 1st everyone had a uh, boy it was nice weather for halloween uh didn't get that many trick-or-treaters somewhat but i noticed more and more people are following kind of the covid protocol of uh see a lot of people sitting outside kind of greeting uh even at the end of the driveway make it easier for the families going around so they don't have to march up to the different driveways and doors and it becomes a little more social that way and i also see more people just kind of have the the bowl with some candy out front i hope that the honor system holds and uh and give out candy that way so but i'm very happy for those that um that did go out and it's fun for the children we had a, saw a lot of little kids as was still light out which is totally fine since we haven't entered into daylight savings yet now well folks a couple things uh on this tuesday first of all the race for governor so the election is one week from today and a big thing that i'm watching is there's one debate left in that cd2 race between cranston mayor alan fung and seth magaziner now team fung holds a small lead but a week is a long time. This weekend is going to be big with the get out the vote. There is early voting already taking place. There's a lot of votes that have been cast already. I think it's too soon. I don't like it. I know people talk about the convenience, uh, but the convenience could be there even a couple days. I'm still waiting till election day to vote. I like the experience of it. So, so I know what people are going through on election day. And I, I just think it's a bad precedent because people do change their mind there's voters remorse things can still happen between now and next tuesday and people change their minds so it is um it's really astounding how much seth seth magaziner has completely abandoned any semblance of truth i mean and and it's it's so pathetic the fact that the democrat party continues down this narrative of that republicans want it what what republican president in whatever the past 40 50 years has has moved to take away social security i mean it's it's just all lies at this point the magazine camp they are so desperate they're not winning on issues biden is not helping the ticket the number one issue for people is inflation you know it is also interesting as people talk about when they talk about cutting into social security well the high cost of living is what's cutting into social security for everyone that's on social security and a fixed income that's what's what's really hurting people as far as the cost of living how much it costs every time you go to the grocery store every time you go to get i mean everything the price of everything but especially 
to me, it's gas and it's grocery prices because not everyone goes clothes shopping all the time. Uh, there's different things you see that the price has gone up on things. But, but the grocery store is every week. So every single week, people see the increase of their groceries. You do. I do. We all do. And then also, as I've always talked about, you know, the price of gas. A lot of sins would be forgiven if they, you keep a low price of gas. But they, it is literally <clears throat> a billboard every couple blocks to show exactly how the economy is doing, which is the, the price of gas. And once it, once again, it's shooting up. Now, there's also this business of uh, Seth Magazine are talking and, and people saying he's, you know, going after the oil companies and everything else. Well, we also want to remind people, I mean, is there any business or industry that right now it is completely within bounds within the democrat party to declare war on the oil companies and i'm not a defender of them but you know we've we've heard in the past the problems with less number of refineries the fact that you know they keep threatening them you're going to go out of business we're going to put you out of business in five years and then you know they turn around and they they talk about price gouging it was also the oil companies that during the course of the pandemic no one was driving you know they obviously uh were spiring as far as their business model so this business where a seth magazine is always we need to do this he's actually a socialist what he's putting forward which is the government just scoops in um a lot of their narratives governor mckee and magaziner you know they want to dictate to a private company here's what you should pay your workers and and magazine or you know this is we're gonna cut you off right here it doesn't matter the business you're in we're gonna cut you off now i i fully understand the element of of a monopoly and and a utility and i i get all that but that's not the the solution of what they're talking about now let's talk about the race for governor you know i think helena folks helena bonanno folks was a good example of someone that learned the art of debating every time she debated i voted for her in the democrat primary every time she debated she got better and better and she slowly figured it out and what's also interesting as a business person is i watched the same thing happen with don kachiri in 2002 where he was a successful business person ceo and he slowly figured out the element of politics and issues and how to you know rely on um talking points that work that are effective and he also just slowly over time got better and better and she's the same i i think right now un unless some dynamic changes governor mckee is going to win this race i don't say that with any glee i think governor mckee it, it is his lines and reasoning of of the fantastic job that he has done is so void of reality of where the rest of us live i i i am so tired of hearing he put shots in arms as opposed to what i mean the vaccine was brand new what as opposed to what not make that vaccine available to people you didn't invent the vaccine uh, the vaccine if anything i don't know why it's not when he says that type of stuff i don't understand why ashley kalis doesn't hit back with that he had you know look look at the way he went after cvs and was saying they were pumping opioids into the homes of rhode islanders i i don't understand for him to take credit on that he is someone governor mckee he if Ramundo did not leave he's nowhere gina left everything was set in motion he got all the covid money plus the surplus he is a he is the governor that was placed on third base and he thinks he hit a triple i mean in plain english it it is and and all this money he throws out none of it notice none of it goes back to you none of the money that he came into i gave this 100 million investment of that 100 million in that he it was it was santa claus he's just thrown around our money at no point did the money come back to the people and i just want to make this about and i i think you know obviously as a member of the local press and the media i'm not trying to rag on people but this business of governor mckee these historic now he's calling historic investments in education when you hand out a no-bid contract and you have organized labor and they're now going to build a new school that there is there i i am telling you right there's no correlation to higher test scores 
That, that is not a historic investment in education. What it is, is it's a big payday for labor. And they're, they're into an area where people, you know, people say, who's going to really fight on construction of a new school? That's one of those issues that people feel good about saying, yeah, those kids should be in a new school. Do you know there are brand new state-of-the-art schools? Just as an example, in the city of Providence, there's been no, no evidence at all that test scores have risen because of that. Historic investments in education. There's, there's no tie-in at all that, that in any way. I know it, it certainly, you don't want children in rundown schools. You don't want children in old drafty school or whatever you want to say but that's not that that's not an education historic investment in education the the public school formula in rhode island is broken the teachers unions have too much power the the principals are not fully in charge the unions run the school the unions dictate everything the unions they take all their marching orders from them the public school system in rhode island massachusetts is number one in the nation we're right next door and how bad are the test scores they're hiding them from the public but just coming back you didn't get any money back all this business of surplus that is tax money that they took and revenue that they they didn't need and it's our money and we didn't get any of it back and governor mckee everything is about panhandlers and homeless and free housing do you know right now homeless advocates put a pallet shelter in front of the rhode island state house why is that allowed why is that allowed if a group of republicans went and said we want to pitch a tent and protest and, and we want more republican candidates they'd be tossed out by the capitol police and the rhode island state police i i don't why is that allowed why are they allowed to do that as i have talked about you know this business of homeless people the definition needs to evolve and and doing the course of especially from doing facebook live i end up meeting because of different stories i'm involved with a lot of these so-called homeless people and there's a common denominator that i have found with them they don't want to work if you don't work you don't have any money to pay your rent so as much as they call them homeless they're really those who choose not to work there, but they want free housing. And when they want free housing is during the winter months, which I totally understand. But you're not solving the crisis. Governor McKee, all of those people, there's so many of those people, and they have EBT cards, they have state services. You know, look out in California where they have, right, the, the and they have it in Rhode Island, but the, the mobile vehicle that goes around so people can take a shower and they can see a doctor and they give them free clothes and they can you know they give them toothpaste and uh, you know different accessories and 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 uh, things like that um and then they make sure that they you know have a free bus pass and then they go to the soup kitchens and then they go to the food pantries and all day is spent trying to just cater to their their different needs but in california none of those people end up going out and finding employment none i mean it doesn't lead to that you you set up an existence for them where in their mind they they they, they feel they don't have to work i know so many people say it's the mentally ill it's the drug addicts it's the people with alcohol problems it's I, I I disagree with that. We've, we've entered a new phase of individuals. And I interviewed someone this past summer who she, she is homeless, but she refuses to get a normal job. And there's all those help wanted signs. But she gets vouchers to stay in hotels from some homeless organization. And so it's like going on vacation and maybe just one or two nights. But it's she'll do that. And then she knows where you can get free food and then knows where to go to like a free clinic. She absolutely could be employed and get a job and contribute to society. But you don't have that. I think that's the, the biggest thing missing from all this is those homeless people, they, they don't contribute to society. They stand back and they just want society to take care of them.
If you've ever been in a in a group situation where um, you know maybe you had roommates in college or a certain family, you know, you when growing up in a big family, everybody's going to pull their weight. Everyone has a job to do. Everyone has chores to do. That's how it all comes together. And in any given situation, there's always the people that want to sit back and they want to let everyone else kind of take the lead and do all the work on it. And I mean, it just always comes down that way, where it's a, a group of uh, roommates that live in an apartment when it comes time to clean the apartment or whatever it is. Um, in any large group setting, there's always those that want to sit back and those that are more of the, the take charge type. But right now, that homeless pallet at the State House, the Rhode Island State House, it should not be allowed because the the business of homeless has become it's a cottage industry it is it's it's basically you have people that is their career and and what they keep doing is they keep expanding the number of people there are people who choose not to the number of people choosing not to work and they're they are willing to make sacrifices to get by in as little as possible but the the bottom line is they do not want to have to go into the workplace they don't want to and as long as there are state um accommodations for it enablers if you will then you're going to have that problem persist and the best example is california you know in in um in i was here listening to an interview in austin texas they they don't let them sleep outside in tents they say and in rhode island should be like that they know you have to be in a shelter you have to be somewhere. You can't just, here's a parking lot, and then five or ten of us, we're just going to camp out in tents. That That's not a solution. It's 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 not even a Band-Aid, for crying out loud, to the to the problem. But, and now they're doing it again. It's it's never enough. And that homeless palate, it, why? Why do people have to put up with that? Why is it even tolerated? As I said, if you had some Trump supporters that said, we want to have a protest, we want to camp out here and we're going to set up this structure and but they'd kick them out in two seconds governor mckee would help throw them out oh wait a minute oh no they're homeless advocates oh okay then they can stay right they pick and choose so i believe there's one week to go debates have to campaigns are fluid debates have to continue to evolve you know if 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 a debate is a rehash of all the issues it benefits the person that's that's the leader the person in charge the pe- the person that's leading in the polls i mean a real debate are things that are happening in real time and then they have to be addressed i'll just you know to throw out an example we all remember 2016 the access hollywood tape when that got released the debate was then coming up right the debate was then coming up now if it was a rehash debate, they wouldn't have acknowledged that, and they would have just kept going over the same issues that they disagree on. But no, that debate included, obviously, the Access Hollywood tape. That was suddenly the thing that was very prominent. If someone does a debate and there's really no difference in the questioning than where they had been, you know, two weeks prior or a month prior, that that's not, you're not serving anything. And then the candidates just keep reiterating where they are. The good debates, I believe, that yield the most information are when there are, it's it's fluid. This happened yesterday. This happened last week. Look at, so there was a, a radio debate yesterday, and to me, it was a rehash of stuff we've already heard. Um, now granted, I, you know, not everyone's that experienced, not everyone's done it before, but to me, that was a good example of it. There was no mention. The biggest buzz last week was the channel 12 piece about corruption at the rhode island state house and and that was taking place you know the whole story they have on organized crime happening at the rhode island state house not even mentioned in the course that that's the newest thing you have governor mckee didn't even have to acknowledge that they're still hiding the test scores and that didn't even come out i i find um you know sometimes people just run out of gas candidates run out of gas i also want to put in a plug someone that i think is running a very good campaign and we are going to have on the show is aaron um go uh, Gokian. his last name's a little difficult to pronounce he even has an ad that he's with his family they're pronouncing it gookian gookian aaron gookian lieutenant governor 
I think he is hitting his stride. He is hitting, firing on all cylinders. He is working so hard. I know Aaron. I give him a lot of credit. And he is so much more qualified than Sabina Matos. If people would pay attention to that, I also don't understand why the Kalis people don't hit McKee Matos because, you know, she, she is a weak link. She brings a lot of baggage in a general election, but only if the opposition will go after it. So I think, you know, and I've also talked about that crime continues to be a big problem and a big issue, Democrats, Republicans across the country. It has been absent from the Rhode Island gubernatorial race for whatever reason, even though, as I've said, most people, you know, feel that crime has gotten worse. I think when you ask the question, are you better off than you were or worse off than two years ago? I mean, the answer is things are completely broken and out of control. Governor McKee is is basically, he's imploring all of the the Biden policies. He even said, I don't know why it wasn't brought out more, he thought that President Biden is the, the best president Rhode Island has ever seen. So... I, I think I think a race to what races to watch right now to me are if Cransomayor Allen Fung, if he can hold on in that CD2 race, you got to know the unions, the Democrats are doing everything possible to grab mail ballots. They're trying to steal that CD2 race from Fung, most likely pouring votes, mail ballot votes into Providence. It's just ridiculous. And the other race I think to watch is the lieutenant governor. Uh, the lieutenant governor race. I think Aaron has done a good job. Ashley Kalis, I'm, I, I'm, I don't see that they're, I don't see momentum at the moment. They seem flat. There doesn't seem to be an issue. Governor McKee, to me, seems someone that is in command, in the lead, almost cruise control. You need to keep firing on all cylinders. You can't just say, we're going to get ready for the debate and then just kind of go from there. Folks, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, you are listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Joining us right now, she is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It's one of my siblings. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off our conversation just, um, <clears throat> I want people to understand that as we're talking, we don't, have yet all the details with this um i i don't i'm not still not sure what to make of it this very unusual bizarre story with paul pelosi yeah nancy pelosi's husband and um in somehow an intruder into the home and he's hitting him with the hammer and, and i mean you feel terrible hearing this uh you know cracked his skull this what is what is also again i i'm not i'm not sure what to make of this just because the the rumors that are flying out and coming from the West Coast are maybe there's something more to this story that, you know, she's not around and he did have the drinking problem. We got nailed on the DUI. Mm. And, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm not I mean, I know they're pointing to it. And that was my first reaction, the discourse of the country. But I, there could be something larger here that just we're immediately when something happens, the distrust, both sides go into their corners and. um and, and then, therefore, you know, the, the whole thing, it, it does seem kind of murky and, and confusing. And so I, I, I'm not sure exactly where we are, but already both sides have seemingly gone into their corners. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I do I do want to say, John, by the earliest reporting of it, um, of course, so chilling and disturbing. Um, right. And I do think it is a wake up call for everyone. And I, I would say the way this person who we've have found out, you know, was way out there um, was was clearly knew whose home he was going into, though, um, yes. and calling their names. So I, I find the fact that, you know, Nancy Pelosi, this huge national figure uh, and someone who's sometimes is sleeping in a bus or something. You know, he's clearly very active online. He's following all this. So yeah. I would agree that, you know, I just think it, it by all accounts we have so far, the, 
you know, Mr. Pelosi, um, Paul Pelosi definitely could have been murdered. Yes. Um, and so it's, I mean, you know, it, it really is chilling. And I, I just think obviously if she had been there, it was the middle of the night, you know, um, they are, though they're powerful, they're 78 and 80, etc. So, I mean, she could have been murdered. I think we, we do, I do think this, um, from the Democratic Party perspective on this one, they obviously have a right to feel very disturbed and chilled by it. Um, right. I mean, this does look like, you know, I'm trying to get you hurt, Nancy. And then they're saying he was bringing the, um, you know, the apparatus to tie them up and all this stuff. So, but on the other hand, I think in, in tackling this, and and looking at it, what what we don't need is for there to be more, you know, accusations and and finger pointing on both sides, John. And, right. and yes, you know, and there are fanatics everywhere. I will right. say, I do think it can get too hot. There are some sure. some media figures who then feel, you know, they do go after the family member, or there's yes. I mean, I have been a little outspoken. I just feel like the Hunter Biden stuff, it's enough already. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yes. I, there's enough to go after Biden politically, right. policy-wise. So in, yes. in terms of Nancy Pelosi, you can be very against her. But I think that it, it's gone to another level. So, Well, and, and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, to be at a rally and call Nancy Pelosi, she's a traitor and treason should be treated with death. Listen, that is, you know, yeah, very, yeah. That, that is fueling, you know, some nuts. But there are elements of this, DJ, that you just wonder, like, number one, they've had other problems at that house. So people know where she lives. There was some protests there. Someone painted, yes. like, you know, some spray stuff. I think they even left a pig's head there a couple of years ago. So, you know, it's the house. But I, I'm surprised. You're talking about third in line to the president, right? President by yeah, president. Yeah, right. The house. Like, okay, so she's not there, but they're certainly of means. So I'm surprised, number one, that they they wouldn't have more security. Yeah, (laughs) just a a security guard there that's there during the course, just the night. Like a lot of people of means at least have someone like from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock in the morning. And all right, so he broke in whoever this, this guy is, this Paul in the back. But like, how come that didn't set off alarms? And I mean, just you're a regular person. If you heard someone crash in, I would think you're immediately on the phone with nine one one. You're not going down with a hammer. Or I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm still the the whole thing. And again, I get it that he was beaten, and and the police go in, and he's there, and was supposedly talking yeah. to the police where they could hear. But the whole thing does seem odd. But I I think what I feel most shocking is just that an 82-year-old man who's married to Nancy Pelosi is seemingly alone in the home right. with, with no security. And I, I would think they would have security cameras. Right. But I, I just find the whole thing very puzzling. Well, I agree because, <clears throat> you know, obviously this very elaborate brick mansion really is yes. what it looks like in that um, part of San Francisco, surrounded yeah. by other very wealthy homes. Um, and someone of her stature, I also agree with you, I, I don't understand how third in line to the presidency is not entitled to, you know, um, a lot of personal security, um, right. whether she's in Washington and that's her home. And and then it, I think it raises questions maybe, John, about their own desire for privacy, sure. whether, you know, and people like that, let's face it, um, you know, he had the very widely reported DUI. Right. Um, she's on the road all the time. She is not there much. And and again, now it could be that there's security and he doesn't like to use it or something. Yeah. I do I, I do think you know what I mean? Like to, Because let's let's just yeah. be honest on it, Perry. I mean he they're eighty he's eighty two. They certainly have power. They also have their means. I don't even understand. How does someone like that not have a driver? So you want to go out and you're having some right. wine or whatever drinks, right. but Like, that is odd to me as well. I mean, there are people, there are college kids that pile into an Uber. And Paul Pelosi is driving himself from Napa. What if he had hit and killed someone? I mean, like the whole, I'm not sure what to make of them. And I have a feeling we're going to learn more. My first reaction was, you know, the partisanship and how horrifying it was. But the more you kind of get into it, I'm just surprised. Number one, he didn't have his own driver. And then two, 
there's no staffer or even just out of their own pocket security guard that you have from nine o'clock at night till six o'clock in the morning. Just right. so he's not alone, an 82 year old man alone in the house. <laughs> right. And a, a, someone of their stature would, could have a beeline to the police department and not right. just have to like randomly call 911. Yeah, no, it seems odd. Folks, quick break, much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to atmed urgent care two locations johnston 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 or east greenwich 5750 post road online at atmedurgentcare.net we're speaking with donna perry she's an independent columnist opinion maker Mm -hmm. dj i want to get your thought on it didn't happen last week but this was the much anticipated debate in Pennsylvania. Only one of the Senate debate. Just people have been talking about it. This is really a national race. This is the Pat Toomey seat, um, Club for Growth, also LaSalle Academy grad. But you have Dr. Yep. Oz, Mehmet Oz, picked by Donald Trump and also President Trump. And then you have Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. He is definitely a different type of character. He's a huge guy, like 6'5, he wears shorts, he wears a hoodie. You know, kind of a comes off like a rough and tumble, almost like a lumberjack. Yeah, um, he's got the goatee, tattoos, but he had a stroke and was off the campaign trail. Still, um, you know, they keep him in the race. You and I discussed that NBC reporter who got a lot of pushback and criticism. Yeah, because she said he didn't seem like he could understand us when we were having small talk before her interview and so forth. So they finally arrive on the. And, I mean, just that line for the ages of Fetterman. Uh, hi and good night, everybody. I mean, <laughs> right. that just showed you, like, whoa, suddenly he's Ed Sullivan. But um, I want to get your thought because I, I think anyone that saw it, and then some of the people that night that were, you know, whether it's Joe Scarborough or others that were, they they were repeating what they saw, which was it was uncomfortable to watch. He, the guy clearly is having some physical problems. Clearly right. couldn't. You know, stammering, <laughs> mispronouncing things. But then um, they almost seem to, you know, kind of the New York Times, they went full circle. Like it's like a learning lesson in people with disabilities. So I wonder who your thoughts on that Oz Fetterman debate. Well, you know, and I don't blame. I think Oz is, is he's not in a box, but he, he is where the, the furthest you can take this. Like, I, I just think for the Pennsylvania voter, the condition of this man, Fetterman, is, is very visible for anyone to see. And I think you're down to either the diehards, John, I hate to say this, but the Democrats are so desperate to get yes. him. Oh, I mean, he, he could be in a coma in a hospital room yes. <laughs> and Biden, I'm telling you, they would say, well, he can do the job right. because John, that, I mean, that's what we're talking about and I'm not minimizing, but like the, he is not ready to, to join, to take a job like that. And there no. And as you said, the press has been very reluctant to penetrate very deeply into what is his true condition. Um, and the fact that, like, I, I believe a reporter lo- had been pressing and saying, well, we'd like to see the medical record, which is different from him just saying, oh, my doctor has cleared me. You know, John, like, of course they can say that. So um, I just think, you know, he's and then he, when he just said, are you for fracking or not? And he could only mumble out fracking yes uh, fracking i'm okay with fracking you know oh, <laughs> and, and and it is uncomfortable to watch and um i i think look the democrats they stuck with him this is where you're at 
again, uh, Biden, they'll, they'll say anything because they just want the seat. So, and I think Oz, look, it's neck and neck. Um, and it's just going to come down to, I, but, and I do think though in Pennsylvania, they're going to crank out every vote they can, um, you know, and then I guess, um, Oz, they, they ran like a, um, airplane, they ran some kind of a billboard. Oh, he ran the billboard, excuse me, of the debate, um, on a loop, you know, behind when Biden was having the fundraiser. I was thinking yes. of it way back. I mean, these guys have gone back and forth with these kind of stunts. They and have. I guess Fetterman, they flew an airplane banner of a South Jersey, like, welcome home, Oz. You know, and, and that's where it's at, I think, at this point. Um, but I do think Oz may have the upper hand as many of the Republican candidates have when they keep returning to the economy and crime. That's right. In my opinion, John, in these closing days, the Republicans, that's all they need to talk about. Like, don't get too cute. Um, Don't get entangled. Let the New York Times say, oh, this teaches people about a stroke victim. Look, the guy's trying to be in the U.S. Senate. There's only 100 people who do that in this country, arguably they, they are almost more powerful than a president. So, um, it's very serious, but I, I think for Fetter, uh, the Oz's side camp, you just got, I wouldn't, I don't think you need to refer any further to his condition. And I think right. you just stick with the crime and the economy. Yeah. And I, I do think this is going to be enough. I think that to be, I think it's yeah. going to be enough to push Oz over the finish line. Now, Donna Perry also, by the way, if you remember when President Biden was visiting there a week ago, when then reporters, a reporter asked a question and then Fetterman's wife said, he's not, we're not taking any questions, and it's, which was odd. Mm-hmm. But if you remember, Biden kind of misspoke and said, talking about Fetterman, Mrs. Fetterman, who I think her first name is Giselle, but she's got to make a fine lady down in the Senate. You wonder if <laughs> Biden let the cat out of the bag where they're positioning that she's almost like going to be a co-senator with him. So even if his health is not that good, Mm -hmm. well, she's going to be down there. So, but I think that, Mm -hmm. um, I think that be really pulled it off. Now, Donna Perry, President Obama was also campaigning uh, in Michigan for the governor there. That's a very close governor's race right now. The Republican has made a lot of strides in them. Just get your thoughts on it. I mean, President Obama goes out. So again, he, you know, immediately throws a lot of red meat and certainly country really started getting divided under him. <laughs> and right. it's grown to where it is. There he was. And he thought he was going to start to lecture the crowd. And, and if you saw it, they right. He started getting heckled. So what <laughs> yes. do you make of the fact that, you know, they, they want to keep talking about the way it should be polite discourse, but let's face it he was complete he was unfriendly to people in his own party certainly against you know republicans and as much as they it's almost like they can't take the heat they like to throw a lot of throw a lot of mud but boy they they don't like it when it it comes bouncing back on them no they don't and you're right i mean that was kind of picture perfect i mean the fact that he's out there trying to say oh the dangerous rhetoric because the pelosi thing had come into the news and then the heckler interrupts him and then biden you know back uh, obama back and forth he's saying well this is what i mean you're trying to shout me down (laughs) you know you're making the point um but in that case i think obama who is considered still a rock star by corners of the democratic party you know, John, in some ways they seem thrown off when they someone everyone isn't there for him. Sure. Um, look, it's a tight climate. That's a tight race. Um, and I think there's no question the elephant in the room, the way he was hammering down, saying, well, we have elected officials and they stir up division and they're, you know, they're stoking the anger, the fear and all that stuff. And it gets dangerous. I mean, he's always he's talking about Trump. Um, when he says that kind of stuff, I don't think there's a mystery about that. Um, but I, and I do think again, not to belittle the Pelosi situation, but you and I know it wasn't, it's just a handful of months ago when you had very enraged protesters, let's say stalking the home and then in the driveway of a car that's a Supreme court justice like Brett Kavanaugh is trying to. I mean, I, I think that's very menacing. That's right. Um, you could not get Jen Psaki to condemn it. She was still at the podium back then, I think. That's right. And then I think some reporters cornered Elizabeth Warren running around outside the Capitol. 
and she slammed a car door at someone like, uh, you know, like she, she, they see, that's the problem. Like, as you just said, they, they want to act as if they are not contributing to this environment, but they that's have right. protesters. I'm sorry, who are yes. very menacing. Yes. They, they're going up someone's front lawn or something like that. And I think the fact that they couldn't bring themselves to condemn it because, you know, there's everyone's Kavanaugh, you know, so right. that's a lot of wh- where they go, John. There's the hypocrisy with them. on Yes. This. Yeah. So folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Another segment, Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro show. This is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home, residential, commercial, seal coating and patios. Make it letter J, J Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call them today for a free estimate, 401-732-1730. The next couple of months, get your driveway prepared for wintertime. Call J Perry Paving today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or how small. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Call J. Perry Paving today. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Remember, even asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and call 401-732-1730. Remember, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. We're speaking with political commentator, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, um, it's pretty remarkable what's happening in the state of New York. I think this Lee Zeldin, not only is he, you know, running a very good campaign and it is yep. neck and neck, but it also echoes to what you have been harp- talking about. And that is, boy, you know, you want to close on crime in the economy. And and as far as crime, that is something that as much as the, the Democrat governor thinks if she has New York, she's got New York. But when you're a Republican candidate and he starts hammering home on just how bad crime is in New York City, this could be the first governor we've seen since George Pataki. Yeah, and and look at that. You know, this is the kind of race where <clears throat> why the Democrats um, are really a John kind of panicked because yeah. this is blue New York. Yeah. Uh, if they and they can't, she's not. I think she's ineffective. She's a weak governor. Came in after Cuomo and everything. Um, and she the, here's the problem with what's happening to elected Democrats in New York, John, they don't have an answer. They don't have a good answer. They know that their record is very mixed about the issue of containing crime. That's what I think is the larger problem for them. Whether you talk about not holding people on, you know, with bail um, and being too light on that. And then, you know, we're being, we're being hostile to the police departments. And then, uh, you know, we know John, they have lost control of the New York subway system. That's right. That should frighten everyone. Um, yep. one of the largest, obviously in the world. And I just think that, you know, Zeldin is running a race. All the Republicans should take notes where he has took, taken it right to her. He's unrelenting. He'll make a statement that's dis- he's disciplined candidate. And and again, he's not talking about Donald Trump or anything like he's talking about what's happening in their backyard. And it's a it's, he's running a great campaign. Um, yes. And and I just think like it looks like he can, you know, the, he and several other major Republicans. What's happening is they are peaking at just the right moment. This yep. is when you want to be closing. Right. It's right. It's, you know, elections just a week away or so. And he's really taken, uh, you know, he's gone after Hochul on that and just saying, you don't have an answer. Um, and, and frankly, the, the mayor of New York, I think, has been very disappointing in how he seems less alarmed at the crime in the city than he should be Adams, you know. Yes. So, um, and I he's think. He's been very ineffective. Very, very ineffective and very disappointing. And yeah. um, so I think it, it just Zeldin is doing what the way you have to do it. It's disciplined. He doesn't get into too many other side issues. 
Um, er, people can live in the farthest reaches of the state of New York, but w- that, you know, the city is, it's like, you know, the center of a universe, right? Like the city is the city and, and you can right. live in Buffalo, but you like to fly into New York or you have business there and, sure. you know, you can live all over the place and you need, you go into the city. So, um, I just think that a lot of people, they, and, and when you get farther and farther from Manhattan, you, you do have more Republican uh, areas of the state Very anyway. So. Long yeah. Island is red. And, and Long well, Island. Certainly yep. upstate New York is definitely red. Now, Donna Perry, let's close with just the midterms. I mean, right now, it's it's actually fascinating. I mean, the, the 8th, November 8th, Tuesday, week from Tuesday, this, this, I mean, between Georgia, which could also drag on with Herschel Walker, with Dr. Oz, yep. with, with right now, that Senate race in New Hampshire is is very tight. Yes. Um, you know, Chris Christie announced on ABC's This Week that he mentioned Alan Fung by name and said, we are winning. Saw that. Seat. Right. Uh, you know, Nevada is is certainly in play. This could be a monumental night with both the House and the Senate. But um, your, your thoughts on that. And also right now, do you see anything that could change the dynamic of the race of the the, the governor's race in Massachusetts? You know, unfortunately, I don't. And like yeah. I say, it's just um, with Jeff Deal, it's unfortunate, but he, he's really not taken it to her in that race. And like I say, there are plenty of people who, number one, they liked Baker. They right. may, you know, he didn't make a play for the idea that that creates some balance. You have a very yeah. far left legislature. Um, and I feel like she's just walking right in and he just like, and look, it's very disappointing as a Republican because look at the year this is, yes, you know, I right. mean, um, and Biden, no matter how many ways they try to twist it, he's not popular no. and, and it, the country it's back to, you know, um, the inflation and crime and, and the yeah. ones who are sticking to that, um, they're, they're going to get there and the, and the other guys, John, they don't have an answer. So it is disappointing that in this climate, um, that, you know, deal is not, they're not holding everything. And I mean, to run a campaign like that, you, the way you pointed this out many, many weeks ago, you, you can't just blow off the local media, John, they, they, no. they'll take their cues from you. You, yeah. you, you have to put a statement out and say, no, I'm actually going to make a statement on this. I'm going to be outside right. her office. Yeah. Uh, I want her to answer to these things and she's really not been challenged. Um, and she got away with just sticking him to Trump. Um, and early on they needed to change that narrative in my view. So, yeah. You know? Well, again, you know, there's there was two guys in Massachusetts. There's there's Charlie Baker and then there's Corey Lewandowski. Uh, and it, yeah. if you choose to follow Corey Lewandowski, then you're down 20 points. So, right. you know, this right. business of those that want to knock a Baker or, you know, a rhino and Fung's not conservative enough. I, 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 are you doing this to just meet people or you're actually trying to win? Right. Yeah. It's like the ultimate Fisher Cup beat. Right. Like what exactly is happening here? Finally, what do you make of Christie, Chris Christie saying? That after November 8th, the Republican Party is going to find out, you know, we the party of us or the party of, of me. And he means referring to President Trump. Now, it's still early and we haven't seen yet. But that governor in Arizona, Carrie Lake, she she may end up winning that Arizona governorship, which would be huge. She is um, she's really a star in the making. J.D. Vance, it looks like it looks like he's going to win Ohio. George, uh, Herschel Walker could win Georgia. And it sure looks like Dr. Oz is going to win. Could pull it out. So I I don't you you can't count out the person that not only gets out the base, but he gets out these people that a lot of them were Democrats. A lot of them, they don't get involved in other races, um, but they are all about the party of Trump. So I I, he is just a fact. I I know Chris would like this to be wide open, but. I just don't think it's going to be like that, Donna Perry. I Trump, I I see him as. Never mind. Now Elon Musk has Twitter, so we might be back on that at some point. Even though he's saying he's not going to, but yeah, I um I don't think he's going the way some people would like him to. I don't know. I don't think it's in his nature. Yeah. He's not going to just quietly go away. But I I will. I think. Chris Christie to a point is right. And, and yes. he's not afraid to step out on this. No. And because the, the thing is, John, like if you really break down 
where did Trump help or not in all this? You can say he cultivated candidates, but there's a lot of reporting saying he did not help financially. You're right. And You're and right. you, I'm sorry, you can't yes. escape that. Christie is right because it yeah. is about him. He's just thinking about him in 2024. Yep. And I would argue he plays a lot of games with people and then he turns on people. Yeah. So in my view, they, they retake the House. Kevin McCarthy needs to have a different relationship with Trump, in my opinion, right. than what yeah. he's had. Yeah. So, you know, they 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 are the they are the Republican Party. Right. And over time, you can't just hand it to one person. No, no. So. And I think we're going to see that play out. Folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job, as always. Very exciting as we're getting close to one yeah. week out. And yep. we will talk to you again. You bet. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane heating and cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's Propane Plus. And remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209 to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website topetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500.